up Leeds, my name is Hazel Mullisham and this is the Light on Leeds podcast all about the brilliant people of Leeds and the amazing things that they're up to. This episode's guest is John Crouch who tells me all about Leeds Fencing Club. It takes place in Kirk's Leisure Centre and it caters for all abilities for people aged 12 and upwards. I had some lovely feedback from Will a couple of weeks ago so I'm giving him a big shout out. Thanks Will. I hope you enjoy the episode. On this episode of the Light on Leeds podcast, I'm very pleased to welcome John Crouch. Hello, John. Hello, Hazel. Nice to hear you. Nice to hear you too. Thank you very much for joining remotely. So, John, you have come along to talk to me today about Leeds Fencing Club. Can you tell me how did you personally get interested in fencing? Right, well, it goes back a long way. I'm afraid I started when I was at school. We had a, a school but did uh, Shakespeare, and in one of the Shakespeare plays, they had a sword fight, and they brought a fencing coach in to, to teach them to fence, and out of that grew a fencing club. So I started when I was wow. at school. That's great, John. So, so it, was, it was due to, to a play that you ended up getting involved in it. That, and so, you, so then after you had that training, you, you wanted more. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd always been, I'd always wanted to be a footballer or a cricketer, and was never quite good enough. But fencing just clicked. It was one of those things that I took up and seemed to be quite good at, um, and went on to uh, do well at. Oh, so so have you have you been doing it sort of professionally? Do you do you um, take part in cont- uh, contests and things like that? Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose over the years I've done everything in fencing from competing to refereeing to running competitions um and even now I've, i still carry on i now coach i'm now a professional coach so i've done more or less everything that you can do in fencing that's brilliant and have you ever ended up doing the same thing that caught your interest have you ever ended up giving training for people who are acting in films or on tv uh, yes well surprisingly a couple of years ago, um, Northern Ballet did um, The Three Musketeers. I don't know whether you remember that. Uh, and, oh, wow. Uh, I was asked to coach the ballet dancers in fencing. And that was quite a brilliant And, and how did you find that, John? Well, they're, they're so well balanced and so good at learning their moves that it was really quite easy. I mean, they, they really took to it. And in fact, some of them wanted to become fencers, but they're... Uh, their job doesn't allow them to uh, spend the time coming down to the club. Oh, what a shame. Mm. And would you say that fencing is a sport for all ages? I always say that fencing is the one thing, one sport I know that anybody, absolutely anybody can do. So long as you can hold a sword in your hand or even have it strapped into your hand, um, then you can poke it at someone. And that's all fencing's <laughs> about, really. It's about poking the person opposite you. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, the standard at which you do that varies in terms of your physical ability and uh, your uh, hand-eye coordination and timing and so on. But we have people who've fenced with, uh, who are quite unfit, I guess you would say. And we've had fencers, particularly in the veterans, up to 90 years old where they could just stand on the piece and keep their point in line and try and hit you when you move. 
That's amazing. So it's, it really is for a wide range of people and ages. Yep, yep, right from... I reckon from about the 10 or 11 is probably about the best age to start, but say right the way through to, to 90. And what would you describe as the skills that you need to be good at fencing? To be good at fencing, it's about uh, hand-eye coordination, because you've got to get that point on your opponent's target. Uh, there's a lot of uh, skills around avoiding your opponent's blade, working out what your opponent's doing and being able to counteract it. So there's a lot of thinking goes on. Somebody once dis described it as chess played at high speed. So um, <laughs> I was just thinking that the, with the whole thinking ahead and always keeping one eye on what your um, opponent is doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, a lot of fencing takes place off the piste in a competition. You watch all the other fencers, see what they're doing, see what their strengths are. And then you're trying to work out ways that you're going to fence against them when you're on the piste against them. And and would you say, John, that um, do you notice kind of peaks and troughs in the interest of people in fencing when, for example, I'm just thinking about when Game of Thrones was a huge, big thing, you know, do, do sort of, does the popularity of the sport go up? Yeah. Um, when, when there are things in the public consciousness that involve fencing. Absolutely, yeah. When uh, James Bond had a fencing sequence in it with Madonna, that was uh, big. Um, we had Pirates of the Caribbean had a good fencing sequence in it. Um, some of the Star Wars stuff with the lightsabers and so on turns people on. But all those sorts of things make people think about fencing, yeah. So when you see a TV programme or a film come along and it's got a bit of fencing in it, are you, are you rubbing your hands with glee thinking, oh, we're going to be getting some lots of new people to join? Yeah, we do. We live in hope. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't do very well internationally, so we don't get much coverage through Olympic Games or things like that. So we, we suffer a bit because our, as a nation, fencing's not one of our top sports. And why do you think that is, John? Well, I think it's traditionally, it's always been a continental sport. The French, the Germans, Hungarians were the ones who really developed it as a sport. And that's where the coaches are. Uh, we don't have the strength and depth of coaches in this country, unfortunately. Oh, that is a real shame, isn't it? It is, yeah. And, and we don't get any money either. <laughs> oh, no. We, we, we need to find a way to get fencing back on. Well, it's not a spectator sport, really. That's one of the problems. It's too fast. People can't follow what's going on. I don't know whether you remember, they tried to televise squash um, many years ago, and people couldn't see the ball, so it, it never took off. Um, oh, right, of course. Yeah, I would never have thought of that. You know, even I sometimes watch it and think, I'm, I wonder who got that hit. <laughs> So, so is it quite difficult then, in that case, is it quite difficult to, I mean, I don't know, do you, do you refer to, to people as referees in fencing? We do have referees, yep. Yeah. It's a, quite a skill to be a referee. Uh, you have to read the fight and uh, see what the two fencers are doing. All the hits are recorded electrically, so we're a very modern sport. When one fencer hits another, a light comes on, and uh, then, ah. then it's up to the referee to decide which of if both lights come on which of the fences had right of way we have a series of conventions 
to make sure that both fences don't get killed at the same time. Is it, is it quite a difficult spot to get your head around? So so once you sort of, you know, I'm thinking of you, you've got your balance and the different moves that you're doing and things like that. Does it take a lot of, like when you're talking about, you have to think about your opponent's move and stuff. So it takes a lot of sort of mental dexterity as well. It does. Yes. Yeah. So you've got to work out what your opponent's doing and um, uh, try to counteract it. So uh, some fences are very defensive. They try and wait for their opponents and pick them up and, beat them by parrying what they do and, and reposting as we call it others are very aggressive and, and attack all the time both both work it just depends which is your way of doing it yeah which is your style which yeah yeah and so how long has the leeds fencing club been going for john we had our 50th anniversary uh, a couple of years ago um kindly hosted by Northern Ballet. They let us use their facilities. Um, it developed out of another fencing club, which I can't remember its name now, but Leeds Fencing Club itself uh, is just over 50 years old. And have you been involved with it for a long time? Not with Leeds Fencing Club. No, I came up into the Leeds area 25 years ago. So I've been involved with it for the last 25 years. In initially as a fencer, uh, but more recently as the coach. And how do you find coaching? Do you enjoy that? I do nowadays. My body doesn't allow me to compete anymore. I'm a bit uh, beyond the uh, competitive stage, um, it's mainly because my legs are getting, <laughs> my knees are, are going and so on. But uh, my hand's still as good uh, and uh, the hand skills are still there. So, And I really enjoy that, putting other fences through those skills and uh, watching them develop. And and Leeds Fencing Club is based at um, Kirkstall? Kirkstall Leisure Centre, yep. Yeah. And, and have you always been there? Uh, they've always been there as long as I've known them. <laughs> and and, and are, you actually, are you actively looking for members at the moment, John? We are, yeah. We're running, we've, we started a beginner's course in October, uh, which we've got, I think, seven or eight people on. But um, we would we'll probably start another one in the new year. Uh, but we can take people any time, really. Uh, we'll, we'll work around whatever people want to do. Um, and is the best way for people to get to find out through your website? Uh, yeah, there's, they t go to the website. It'll tell them how to contact the club, or they can ring the Kirkstall Leisure Centre and book onto a course. That's brilliant. And, and and it's for all age ranges? Uh, yeah, we put a lower age limit of 11 or 12, I think it is, um, <clears throat> to start, because we think kids much younger than that don't really have the mental skills to think about what their opponent's doing. They just want to bash away all the time. So we yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah, and um, and in all of the times that all of the th things when when you've seen um, films or TV's um, shows, John, and yep. you've seen fencing scenes, is the one uh, that you particularly think is brilliant and like a good representation? Well, because I'm a, I was a classical fencer, I was brought up in the classical style years ago, and I I think Scaramouche, which is a Quite an old film has one of the best fencing sequences in it. Um, that was um, Stuart Granger was Scaramouche. 
but so you can probably still get it on the internet. <laughs> so when you when you talk about that, that you um, your style is a classical style. What what other kind of styles are there in fencing? Well, fencing's gone very much more physical and much more athletic than it was in my day uh, because of the we when I started fencing, we didn't have electrical fencing. You had to hit your opponent and two judges had to see the hit for you to get it. Mm. So it was a uh, it was much more important to make sure your hit arrived squarely in the middle of the chest and everybody could see it. Nowadays, they hit people all over the place because the uh, the electric recording apparatus uh, spots it. And um, so they can be much more athletic and they leap around much more and throw the point on from all sorts of directions. Uh, whereas, so, so that's really sort of developed, developed fencing? It's developed because of the technology, yes, yeah. And, and when you talked about other countries... Um, you know, fencing being more popular than than here. Um, you know, is that is that sort of worldwide, or is it particular countries? Well, I said on on the continent, uh, it's big, fencing is much more popular than it is here, and they have better facilities. They have fencing clubs that are set up seven days a week with all the electric kits set up all the time. I can only think of two, perhaps three clubs in this country that are set up like that. And more recently, the Chinese have got onto fencing, as and the Americans have improved and improved, and they're now uh, getting world champions. But again, they've got the better facilities. And, and as part of the Leeds Fencing Club, John, do you travel around um, places in England and and in the world? Yeah, well, our um, our fencers uh, represent Yorkshire. We have. Um, matches against other regions and several of our fences represent Yorkshire. Uh, some of our fences represent England and we've even got one who regularly fences for Great Britain. That's, that's brilliant. In their age group, yeah. So we go to competitions, we go to the national championships uh, and if we've got uh, GB fences then we go abroad. Um, I've been, I'm chairman of uh, England veterans, that's the over 40s, as a sideline. And we go to the Commonwealth Championships. In I've been to Australia, South Africa, Canada, uh, Jersey, where else have I been? So, uh, and we do get around the world uh, fencing at that level, yes. That's amazing. And does fencing have a, a governing body? Yes, the British, British fencing, yeah. And um, so I suppose that they, you know, must be a big part of trying to get the word out there about fencing and, you know, make it more popular. Yeah, yeah they've, they've got development programmes and uh, a website where they're trying to develop fencing. Um, at the latest Olympics, unfortunately, we only had one fencer who, who, who qualified and he didn't do that well. So fencing got hardly mentioned, although the uh, wheelchair fencers won... Uh, at least one gold and two bronzes, I think. So they did get a bit oh, of coverage. Um, we have one wheelchair fencer at our club as well. Uh, well that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's interesting because you have to fence sitting down. So that takes takes one of the uh, things that we use. I mean, you can't run around or you can't escape by running away. 
You have to sit, yeah, sit and yeah. trade uh, trade hits with them. So a whole different set of skills to some extent. There are, yes, yeah. It's a bit more like classical fencing because uh, you know the, it's not quite as athletic. It's a lot more about weapon blade skills. John, if you could tell the people of Leeds why they should think of taking up fencing, what would you say? I'd say it's a sport anyone can do. It's good for physical activity and it's very good for mental activity as well. So it develops both the physical side and the mental side. Uh, it's very sociable um, and there's opportunities to just fence at club level or develop right way through to uh, national or even international level. Well, I think that you'll have people sold on that, John. You, d you definitely got me sold. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get along and, ha and have a go. Come any Monday night, yeah. We'll put you through the base paces. <laughs> and so, John, you said that you've lived in Leeds for 25 years. Yep. Um, so I think that, that definitely qualifies you to answer the three questions that I ask okay. every guest. The first right. one being, what would you say is great about the city of Leeds? I think the thing I find great about Leeds is... The, the nightlife. I mean, if you're going to Leeds in an evening, it's just alive. There's such a lot going on. And we have wonderful facilities in terms of playhouses, theatres, um, cinemas. You know, there's such a lot that one can get involved in. Uh, I really like uh, Leeds is alive. I think that's what I would say. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you there, John. And if you were forced to choose something, what would you say is not so great about the city? Uh, transport. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get, I hear that a lot. Yeah, trying to get anywhere or catch buses. I mean, the buses are not too bad, but it doesn't seem to be very coordinated. And, um, I mean, it's supposed to be a 24-hour city. My last bus leaves the centre of town at 10 to 11. So mm. <laughs> it's hardly 24 hours. <laughs> it's not quite living up to what I was saying there, is it? No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we do. Uh, I have had that quite a lot of, mm. as an answer to that question. Mm. It seems to be an ongoing thing, but um, we've got the new uh, the new mayor now, so she seems to have her eye on all of these kind of things. So mm. let's hope things get better. Yeah. And if somebody had been a resident of Leeds for a long time. Would you be able to tell them about something that you would consider to be a hidden gem that they might never have heard of? Um, I was thinking about this. I wondered, wondered what what I would choose, and suddenly came back to mind. I think Park Square, oh, which is tucked away, um, uh, Park Lane area, isn't it? It's a lovely little square with a park in the middle and some wonderful architecture all around it. Very quiet for sitting around and uh, just watching the world go by. Yes, that really is a lovely, lovely place. And what will you be doing with the rest of your day today, John? What am I doing with the rest of my day? I've got to cook tea. <laughs> um, Are you having anything nice, anything special? I'm doing fish, uh, sea bass with lemon and herbs. Oh, that That's sounds lovely. Yeah, and uh, a nice bottle of, uh, I think I've got a bottle of Chablis out. Anyway, I've got a nice bottle of white wine to go with it. <laughs> It sounds like a lovely, lovely evening. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'll put lots of notes in the um, podcast notes, lots of links, so that um, if anybody wants to go along and join you at Leeds Fencing Club, yeah. they will be able to do that. And um, I hope to get along and, and have a visit and have a try myself. Well, if you just let me let us know when you're coming, and we'll uh, we'll kit you out and uh, let you have a go. Because there are three weapons, and you might—I didn't mention that earlier on. We 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 teach foil initially which is one of the basic weapons, but so uh, you can also do Epee and Sabre, which are uh, uh, ah. gives you three alternatives, really. They're all very similar. Th- so, those, those, are only, those names I know from um, doing crosswords. Yeah. They always come up with crosswords, yeah. but it's nice to be able to think about what they're actually used for. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what would you say is the difference with those three, John? Well, the uh, the Epee was the, comes from the original rapier which people used to fight duels with you know first to ah. first to draw blood so it, it was a a weapon for dueling with uh the saber comes from cavalry saber it used to be used on horseback uh, obviously we don't use horses anymore so we uh, call it saber dismounted but uh, that's more of a cutting weapon you cut with the edge of the blade whereas the epee you hit with the point um and because uh-huh. the because they're both techni- technical and slightly different, they developed foil, which has never been a, a, a fighting weapon. It's much lighter and was developed as a training weapon. And so we tend to teach everybody foil because that's the easiest, if you like. And you can progress from foil to epee and from foil to sabre, but it's very difficult to go epee to sabre or sabre to epee, if you see what I mean. Ah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to come along and I'll have a go with a file first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy your evening. Enjoy your, enjoy your sea bass and your chapel. Right, thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much, John. Bye-bye. Thank you, Hazel. Bye. It was fascinating speaking to John about fencing, especially as it's something I don't know anything about. Leeds Fencing Club has got its 50th anniversary coming up soon. If you'd like to get involved, it's situated at Kirksell Leisure Centre and the club meets every Monday except in August or on public holidays. Links, as always, are in the podcast notes. The featured track on this episode is the wonderful Free Now by Thomas John. It's from his album Survival Kit. Enjoy Leeds and stay warm.